I would be willing to go on vacation out of the country. No. Yeah, I would do it. Uh, too too much up in the air. I, I don't think you're wrong about that. I'm just saying I'm willing to do it. And I'm, I'm staring at like some December trips. And, you know, w- would I go anywhere? There's a part of me that wants to staycation and, and keep the dollars local. There's a part of me that wouldn't mind. You know, I haven't done one in a while. And, and uh, why not? And, and go for that. And so I've been looking at, you know, there's always Florida, but Florida is not my bag. Right. I, I went to Arizona State University. I, I love mountains. Uh, so I've been looking at like you know Scottsdale kind of stuff, and I have found some some good vacation deals, right? I, I think they're good. Like if, if I could take the the whole family, you know, for you know fly out and do the week for for less than three thousand dollars. I mean that sounds good, right? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, eight three three got Tony eight three three four six eight eight six six nine. Maybe I don't understand what people are spending on vacations. Right? Like, I was all set up this, this summer. We were going to Israel. We, we, we were doing, you know, the, the, the kids, uh, you know, old enough. We were doing the whole bar bar mitzvah thing. Uh, we were, you know, first trip to Israel for them. Oh, I, w- I was doing it. I just saved, saved my, my, my pennies. I was ready to go. And then, you know, the whole thing got canceled because of coronavirus. Full disclosure, I haven't been able to get my refund back from LL, which is the airline. Have not been able to get it back yet. Driving me crazy. And so I'm like, all right, um, maybe we'll maybe we'll do something this winter. But now the question is, where do you go? And so I've had people tell me, you know, that they went they went to Aruba. It was great. Do we consider Aruba Aruba out of the country? I have no doubt that it's great, but if there's an issue of you getting back in the country. You're you're done. You're you, what are you gonna do? So do I not buy the tickets until I see what happens with the election? Is like is no no, then, no no no. I'm just saying that like if there's a coronavirus issue in Aruba or the United States where the travel is somehow okay. There's a coronavirus issue now. The question is: Is there going to be a shutdown because of it? And wouldn't that depend on who the president of the United States is or is going to be? No, because if something truly nuts happens with coronavirus, other countries are not going to let you leave as easily as the United States would. Oh, oh, no. They'll let me leave. They might not let me in. I don't... They're not going to let you get on a plane. They're a lot more... Other countries are a lot more restrictive with movement than we are. I don't know if they wouldn't let you get on a plane. I... I I'm telling you, man. It's... So, of course... And, and that brings about the theory, stay in the continental U.S. You can always drive back. That's what I'm telling you. Right? So, the question is... I mean, Arizona's a good pick, right? Yes. Arizona's a good pick for December. Yes. The problem is I don't golf. So what's what's the? There's other things to do in Arizona besides oh, golf. I'm, I'm aware of that, but like I look at all these like kind of deals, and it always involves golf. And I'm like, I don't, I don't golf. I do have an idea for a golf channel, like a show for the for the golf channel, where I visit all the great golf clubhouses. That's a good idea, but every other week you pitch me a good idea. You have right. to you have to settle on one. I'm doing them all. I've got no time. We're 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 working on it as hard as we can. I, dude, I have brought people in. We are, get ready. Get, nothing goes as fast as I would like it to. And then there are some other things coming that I can't even get into. It's going to be kind of fascinating. But uh, I'm doing it all. I said I'm creating a production company. I'm doing it. Actually doing uh, the, the thing. Creating content and creating more of it. Now, this brings up a whole story that, that 
Ari and I had a, had a fight about earlier. That's producer Ari, by the way, in case you didn't know. A fight? Uh, well, a, 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 a disagreement? All right, tell me the story. I, I don't remember. It's about the Lincoln Project. Oh, no. That was, yeah, okay. Go ahead. So the Lincoln Project is this group of low-life Trump haters who um, have decided that they understand morality and decency better than all of us, and they're led by Rick Wilson, which is all you need to know about how little they know about uh, decency, and they're in the business of hating Trump. They have taken Never Trump and figured out how to make real money off of it. They're taking in millions of dollars. As Axios explains, just their gear, right, Their, their, their little store there, their store has brought in $1.8 million in total sales, and uh, 670000 was profit. I believe that number is probably much higher. They have um, signed a deal with UTA, United Talent Artists, which means they now have an agent that's going to uh, help them put together television deals and podcast deals and book deals. And so producer Ari's question was, wait a second, how in the world does this work once there's no Trump? That's a legitimate question and one that has been discussed on social media that none of these people and uh, it's it's, uh, Rick Wilson, it's uh, Reed Galen, who's a total loser. um, And by the way, I say that from him going after me the other day on, on, on social media. It's the it's one of the ones that got sent my way. And I'm like. I have never, I don't talk about the Lincoln Project at all, except that Never Trump never doesn't make any sense. Never Trump is a terrible idea. It goes against conservatism. The conservative sees the world the way it is and then works within it, right? So you take a look at Trump and you decide there are things you don't like, but maybe there are things you do like. And if the Never Trumper tells me that you're not happy with the kinds of justices that, that have been put on, on benches, the judges that have been put on benches, the justices on the Supreme Court, the reduction of regulation, well, then what you're telling me is you're not actually a conservative in the ways that somebody would recognize a conservative. You're something else. Now, that's fine. That's fine, but it certainly is not moral or decent or good. And these people believe themselves to be moral, decent, or good. And remember, any time that you oppose Trump, you will get loved by the left. This is where the deceit comes into play. When they tell me about what what a good man John McCain was, the late senator from Arizona, that's not how they feel. But John McCain hated Donald Trump, so might as well use it. When they tell me how brave Mitt Romney is, they they eviscerated Mitt Romney. They hated Mitt Romney. Binders full of women. They hated him. The fact that they give him any love now, that is that is all nonsense. And that people buy into it is pure Stockholm Syndrome. I mean, it's a really ugly thing. I think you can find people on the other side of the aisle that you might agree with on things and work with on things. I ain't got no problem with that. I think that that's, that's good and that's valuable. The idea of never Trump is neither good nor valuable. And when National Review put out that facocta issue, letters from all these conservative leaders, I said, first, I object. And secondly, if this is conservative leadership, count me out. Not every one of them, but almost every one of them has now realized, wait a second, this is a terrible idea. Trump's doing great. And there might be things I disagree with, but that's no reason to be in this camp nonsense called never Trump because that doesn't get you anywhere. 
You deal with the reality in front of you. One of the most important things about Trump's election is that it taught uh, the conservative blowhard, the one who really started to believe their, their own garbage, that maybe they aren't as important and special as they think they are. Maybe the people who are listening to you are important. I make the argument all the time. I do not tell people what to think. I hopefully give people who listen to this show something to think about. That's a fundamentally different thing. Tell people what to think. If, if I got on air and said, here's, here's how you're going to think it. A lot of conservatives listen to the show. They would tell me to kiss my own stuff. They're not going to be told what to think. It's not how it works. It's absolutely positively not how it works. It's no, I, I think it's no way to build an audience. I think this idea of the Lincoln Project is no way to build a legitimate audience. But they have built an audience. Because the grift always will. And now they have agents. And they're going to put together these projects, these television projects, these book projects. Why do you think I'm creating a studio? I'm creating a studio. I'm working on creating a production studio. I am trying to make all this come together because there has to be a way to fight back. It's why I'm on Rumble. Rumble Rumble.com is where you find the podcast. Not only for Tony Katz today, it's where you'll find clips for Eat, Drink, Smoke. My cigar and bourbon show. And the reason I utilize Rumble, yes, uh, Dan Bongino bought into it. And I said, here's somebody doing, I'm going to go be supportive. And so we're being supportive. And it's been good. We've, we, we're, we're, we're like, what, 1,500 subscribers and growing? You know, and we haven't been, you know, super crazy about talking about it. It's just growing naturally. So go to Rumble and subscribe. I appreciate that. Go to go to Rumble, uh, rumble.com, search for Tony Katz. Boom, bop, bip, you're set. People doing is very, very important. There are not enough people on, quote unquote, this side doing. And they don't have access to the things that are already set up. They have to create their own and build their own and do their own. They just have to. So the question that producer Ari asked about the Lincoln Project was, how do they make money after Trump? How is that a business model? How does that work? And we had a little back and forth, and I want to make sure I explain to you how it works, as I see how it works. So we're all on the same page, because you have to remember that the conversation here is not to be anti-Trump. Lincoln Project is in for the grift. And the grift is to put claim to the idea that there is a more elevated version of Republican politics. That we are the gatekeepers to decency and humanity, to kindness and goodness and really moving America. And we can disagree with Democrats, but we certainly can't be those disagreeable Trump people. Now, If you listen to people like myself, if you listen to people like Kurt Schlichter, if you listen to, I would say, Larry O'Connor out of Washington, D.C., the Washington Times is in on this uh, conversation, Uh, actually Town Hall now, Um, there's there's a few of us. And and, uh, I I think there are some others that I could go through the names of, guys like uh, Chris DeGaulle in Philadelphia, that you will notice that if we were to be listening to these people, 
The Republican Party would still lose. They never would have won in 2016. They would not have a chance of winning in 2020. They would not in any way have ever won the Senate. They could have never, ever um, engaged any opportunity to fight back in elections. But the same people who are the Lincoln Project people would still be the ones leading the movement of conservatism and telling you what's right and what's good. The Bill Crystals of the world failed conservatism because fighting was never part of their plan. Enriching was. Why fight when you can just accept the system and take your dollars and go on to this week on ABC and talk about how to how to do it just a little bit better? This is what people rejected in 2016, at least on the political right. This is the conversation that they said, I'm sorry, I won't be any part of this. The most unique thing about the whole concept of drain the swamp is it's draining these guys. Now, some people have bought into this that I wish hadn't. And I think to differing, differing extents. And I would talk to them both. I would talk to them both on air. And we'd agree or disagree about it. So I don't mean this part in a rude way. One of them is Jonah Goldberg. And the other one is David French. Names you might have heard of. I have read a million things from David French. I've liked a lot of it. Not all of it. I've read a million things from Jonah Goldberg. I've liked a lot of it. Not all of it. That seems rational to me. It seems rational that you could read what somebody has to write and not like everything they write, but still think that they're okay. I think they tried to make a decision about this idea that somehow they knew better the, the, the decency conversation. I do think that, that it hurt them. But still, people that I, w- I would speak to today, and I would say I disagree on this, and I agree on, on other things. This decision on decency, this whole decency conversation is where everything has gone off the rails and where I find myself most disgusted with people like Lincoln Project. Because what do they know from decency? And let me extrapolate it out a little bit further. What does the political left know from decency? Ilhan Omar is an anti-Semite. Congresswoman from Minnesota. Representative Ocasio-Cortez associates with anti-Semites. Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib wants to wipe Israel off the map. Congressman Andre Carson befriends and will not condemn Louis Farrakhan. These people are not decent? How dare they lecture to me about decency? Senator Dick Durbin believes you should take away everyone's gun. He says it differently, but I can listen. And so does Beto O'Rourke. These people are decent? I reject the premise. I reject the premise that they look at Trump and say, oh, that's so horrible, and somehow look at themselves and say, hmm, we are so virtuous. Donald Trump is not virtuous, and neither is Joe Biden. Now, which one of them is going to stay out of my way the most? That's where I'm voting. Which one of them is going to be most beneficial to my kid getting a job? That's where I'm voting. The political right spends too much. It's a fight that is necessary, and they're wrong. And of course Trump spends too much because he doesn't care about debt. He's not a conservative. I know this. You know this. The political left doesn't think I should run my air conditioning. Now, 
They also spend too much. So I got to make a choice. Do I vote for the people who spend too much or do I vote for the people who spend too much and don't think I should run air conditioning because I'm destroying the planet? That's where we're at. And by the way, spending too much and spending money you don't have isn't decent. Telling me we shouldn't have air conditioning, telling me we need to retrofit every building, therefore putting people out of business here, there, and everywhere. That's also indecent. Now you got two things, but these people are only one thing indecent. If the Lincoln Project can't understand that I live in the real world and I got to deal with real world issues, well then my goodness, they're doing it on purpose because there's money in it. And the proof that the grift works is that they got a deal from United Talent Agency. What happens when Trump goes away? Oh, the grift keeps on going, baby. The wheel keeps on spinning. It's called Game of Thrones for a reason. They got absolutely waylaid by the dragon. They don't have themselves solid leadership. The people don't have food. And what is the one guy worrying about? When do we open the brothels? There's always room for the grift, baby. The game just keeps going. So they'll find somebody else who is immoral and to rally against and to be a good little pet for the political left because, after all, that's how they always got paid. And that's how they're going to continue to get paid. You want to work with me on a production company, uh, Tony at TonyCats.com. Just reach out. Happy to talk to you about it. I'm Tony Katz.